welcome to another edition of Imparting. Uh, this is part two of our conversation on church discipline. And we finished last time with uh, starting to talk about step two. I have uh, Aaron Hicks with me again today and uh, Israel Makambu. Before we get into step two, um, you think we ought to spend a minute and just recap uh, some some of the practicals of step one? Yeah. Yeah. I'll begin. Yep. Okay. So we, we talked about the uh, the spirit or the attitude of Galatians 6.1. If your brother's overtaken in a trespass, uh, you who are uh, spiritual, restore such a one first looking to yourselves. So uh, an attitude of humility, an attitude of making sure that we, we use that term being fessed up, and an attitude of uh, uh, the approach assuming the best in that individual, Matthew 18, 15. Go to them in private, uh, asking questions. You know, am I seeing this correctly? And, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll know by their response whether, um, whether uh, they are indeed caught in a trespass. Any thoughts on this, guys? Yeah, um, I think that one thing that may even help uh, our, our listeners is to just see what do practical examples look like, right? Well, we got a lot of them with you, don't <laughs> we? Absolutely, yeah. Too many at this point. But yeah, I mean, let me remind remind whoever is listening, this is not, you know, we're not perfect people. Uh, we're talking about the things that the Lord has done in our lives and that we've seen that when you are practicing faithfully what the Bible commands, it makes you a happier people. So you may look at this and go, whoa, a church where people are willing to address each other's sin sounds like I'll be walking on eggshells. The funny fact is it's the total opposite. Um, what we have become is just a community of brothers and sisters who know that we care about each other deeply and who are willing to to love one another deeply. In fact, at this point, we don't wait for someone to, to come to us we go and seek others' advice on things. Um, and th- what I've seen, the opposite is when no one is addressing any of these things, everyone walks on eggshells. Everyone is scared to be found out in a way. So uh, I just encourage people listening to realize, hey, this is not perfect people, and this will not make your church a church where everyone is just walking on eggshells. Absolutely not. When it, you this deepens our it, it, friendship. It deepens the relationship. So yeah. I'll tell you about one of my closest and best friend, um, who is also my discipler, uh, Aaron Hicks. And, you mean uh, Aaron, who's sitting across the table that's from That's right. You. <laughs> Just this guy right here. You know, so uh, here's a way that Aaron really helped challenge me. Um, you know, Aaron, our church has a, a meeting every morning, uh, every Wednesday morning, where we have a group of guys who meet for discipleship, um, and we're being trained to, to shepherd our, our, our flock. And so one evening, I stayed up late uh, working on some things, and I, just to say, abandoned my priority of the morning. And so um, I felt like I was justified in being tired, and, uh, you know, I stayed up late, so I can't really make it. I'm just going to, to stay in bed. And so, you know, a few days later, Aaron uh, talked to me about it, and uh, he just asked the question. And obviously, because my heart was in the wrong place, uh, I just pushed back. And I thought, you just don't understand. Uh, I was tired. You know, you, you just don't see it. 
and in my thought, you know, what you're thinking in the moment and feeling is is normal, but it's not always true. Yeah, yeah, you're the assumption is he's enjoying this. That's right. And he he wants to micromanage my life. That is correct. Yes. In the moment, it Is seems- that what you want to do, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can peel back the curtain of what it really looks like. Um, you wake up in the morning. I remember, like- the, I remember the first phone call, and uh, work for me was tough that day, and I had a flat tire, so I had to go, in the middle of work, I had to go get my tire replaced, and the only time that I could call Israel, which... Honestly, I didn't want to do, I, I knew it was best, was uh, while I was at Discount Tire. And so I vividly remember pacing back and forth for about 10 minutes, figuring out what I'm going to say, you know, as a 36-year-old man, you know, counseling a 22-year-old. You know, I didn't want to do it. And honestly, here are the, the truths or the, the lies that start creeping in. Well, was he in sin when he didn't come Wednesday morning? I mean. Yeah, and, and to bring uh, some some clarity to this this is a uh, this is a special training group where we're training elders and deacons by invitation only uh, multiple training year program with no guarantees it's a pretty high yeah like, this is not just this is not a men's bible study yeah right? okay yeah. <laughs> okay so this is something that we for the men that come in we require commitment Absolutely. The same level of Extremely commitment that we important. commit to our jobs yeah so this is in the world of good better best and we believe that we should disciple in in those things uh, for these men so uh you couldn't be farther from the truth that i was enjoying this i didn't want to i wanted to say you know he he had a long night he was helping his wife for all you know, yep. <laughs> uh, he was doing a noble thing and I'm going to come in here and question him. Um, but I knew that uh, the level of commitment that we sought for and required wasn't there on Wednesday morning. And it doesn't mean that sometimes we can't make it on Wednesday morning, yep. but, but there are times when we can. And Absolutely. if it means losing two hours of sleep and you're extra tired and you drink more coffee, we expect that. So yep. uh, the phone call wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. Um it wasn't well received. Wasn't well received, uh, <laughs> and I even had to call him back a second time. That's right. And yeah. So, um, hey, did I misread you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I saw you responding, yeah. and yeah. I wouldn't expect. And this. I have to say, you know, people usually shy away from that second phone call, right? Because what what we also have to realize is, if we are dealing with believers, we can't just take their first poor response and go, "Well, they responded poorly." Uh, therefore, they don't care. Or, well, they responded poorly. I'm not going to follow up with this. You know, I'm just I'm just done with this. But we have to continue to pray and trust that the Lord is working in their heart and that the Lord is going to work through us as well. And so that second phone call, in between that first phone call and that second phone call, I'd thought more about what Aaron had said, and I re- re- uh, realized, you know, my response was poor. Uh, now, did I have back then the maturity to call him and apologize? I'm not really sure. But then he even helped me by making a second phone call and saying, hey, you know, um, your response wasn't exactly what I was expecting. And so by even saying that, I realized what he's saying is this is not how a believer would have responded. And so that helped me a lot realized this is just a brother who's trying to help me. He's not trying to control me. He's trying to help me be a better follower of Christ. And obviously, I realized that uh, I was making an excuse because in college, uh, I spent all my time pulling all-nighters, and then in the morning, I was just fine. And so, you know, only having five hours of sleep shouldn't have been a reason to 
miss this really important meeting considering that all the other men are busy also. I'm pretty sure out of the 12 guys, there are some people who probably only had three hours of sleep that night. And so it wasn't really the best excuse. Um, and so I, I apologized and repented to him. And all this really strengthened our relationship. I have to say this was one of the uh, big points of our relationship mm-hmm. that helped strengthen our relationship and make us trust each other more. Right, so right. that's what it does to be to be faithful to, to these things. Yeah, because the cost, I want to be very careful here. This doesn't mean that we address everything. That's okay? right. We, yeah. have, we have to be very careful. But you address this because you saw that it had or was becoming a pattern. And uh, you want his success, mm-hmm. not only as a believer, but we're 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 going to put sheep in his care mm-hmm. as an officer of the church, yep. and so therefore you love him enough to say no 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 like a good coach I I'm going to press you I'm going to push you I want to train you mm-hmm. I'm not going to just let you sit on the bench absolutely you know and uh, and, and at some point when you say maybe it was that second conversation it's like oh this guy really doesn't have a dog in the hunt that's right except that's right. for he does really care about me absolutely I, I like what our our former elder associate pastor Mike Newman used to say, he said he would have conversations with someone, and 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 occasionally they would start out by saying, "Well, I I, I know you I know you don't have an agenda for me," and he would say, "Oh, but I do have an agenda for you. <laughs> uh, I want to see you grow in Christ. I want to see you grow in your commitment." Yeah, absolutely. So now let's. So we wanted to give a picture of 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 what that looks like. It's relational. It's asking questions. It's 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 even diffusing things. Hey, I was kind of surprised by your response. Um, it's hanging in there with someone, and then there are sometimes there are a lot of times when um, the response is still poor. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then we, as the pursuer, uh, need to throttle back just a second. We need to say, hey, you know, are we seeing it correctly? And the great thing about this second step, which we see in Matthew 18, verse 16, is this second step provides a lot of clarification. So that means the we, we get another person or, or two, but we get another person to verify what we're seeing. This doesn't mean that they had to see it directly, though it helps, but you're able to relate it to them and they're able to say, yes, you're seeing it correctly, Aaron, or, or no, you're not. Maybe this is a particular bent you may have. But once you get past that, that you are seeing it correctly, then you are able to then go back to this individual with another person, and he is able to then verify, yeah, this is not that Aaron is a control freak. This is that um, we're concerned about you falling into this particular this particular sin. Now, that's challenging, isn't it? Because even approaching that person again, so let's 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 take a uh, you know a hypothetical where um, or uh, maybe uh, a young man or it didn't have to be a young man has fallen into pornography. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you've gone to him. Um, the fella uh, barks back. You're trying to control me. You're wrong. It doesn't happen that often. All the excuses in the world. You throttle back. Check yourself and say, okay, hold on. That that. Uh, that does not appear to be a repentant heart. Uh, certainly my delivery could have been different, maybe better. I don't know, but I'll check myself. Mm-hmm. You then get another person and you say, now we have to go pursue this person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but that's where I become self-protective and fearful. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've already been bit once, it, it, especially as, as the teaching elder in this church. It's like, why do I want to bring more pain upon myself? If this happens to be something where it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a personal relationship or individual where I'm the one who did the first step. I don't want to bring further reproach on myself. I don't want to be hated. Who likes to be hated, right? That's right. So what does it look like to take that second person? And I'm asking, what does it look like practically, relationally, uh, conversationally? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think um, at that point in time, if you're in the middle of the conversation or towards the end of it and you are thinking through the lens of, uh, as we said, First Thessalonians 5.14. Well, let's say we're going back to him. So there's been some time. There's been... Okay. A week. Yeah. Okay. What does it look like to, to start that process? Maybe you were saying that. Yeah. So um, we always like to plan future meals or future coffee. I mean, it's always a, a uh, non-threatening place to That's have right. these conversations. And you don't want to necessarily escalate these things um, to unnecessarily feel heavy. Now, sometimes when you have a rebellious heart pushing back, we read in Scripture, we go, we have to admonish. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you, and that's you may have to go heavy, but you might have to go heavy. But most of the time it's, can we follow up on our conversation? Yeah, let's follow up. Let's, let's grab lunch. Hey, I'm going to bring Chris along with us. Um, he always has um, a good perspective, a righteous perspective. Amen. And let's yeah. talk through this. That's a great way to say it. In it. Can we, can we follow up on our conversation? Yep. I'd love to be able to have lunch. This is a discussion. I want to bring someone so along. I want to bring Chris along. And I like, being able to qualify it, he's always got a good perspective. He'll he'll tell me if we're seeing things right. Yep. So yep. You, you're not backdooring it with someone. You're not you're not tricking them into it. That's right. You're coming through the front door, but you are being very gentle, kind. You're still um, you're still assuming in a very good theological way this is going to lead to repentance. Mm-hmm. You know. And at the same time, you're not giving him an out. It's not an option that he's coming. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, hey, let's meet next week. Uh, I'm sorry, my schedule is so busy. There's just no way. I'm, I'm, I'm booked through 2023. That's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, let me let me then, uh, since we're into practicals, and I, you know that in both of y'all's training, we've continually thrown you, kicked you back into the game to to do the hard things. So um, I'm the guy now that, you know, you, you're pursuing and uh, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm really just so busy. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I just can't do it. My work's got me just tied up. And uh, so I'm sorry, I can't do that. Israel? I took the last well, one. The problem is <laughs> Israel's going to give an African answer <laughs> here, <laughs> which yeah. is probably more direct than we're used to. I can yeah. give a Navy answer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 4 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm free at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we need to make, people understand first of all that we find time for the things that we uh prioritize right people do what they want to do right they find time for what they want to do and so in a gentle spirit we can say hey uh can we can we look at your schedule um and this is not by any means controlling i mean think about it this way if you are really busy would you mind for someone to just double check with you someone that cares for you you wouldn't mind right and so the moment we get so defensive of like well why, what's going on uh, that already shows a rebellious heart mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we really have difficult situations although it doesn't happen that often that we're not going to be free for the next month yeah it could just be a really really bad month and you could just look with someone and go yeah you're really really um you're really booked so so a good follow-up might be 
So when do you have time? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll work. Yeah. I might even preface it. Hey, you know what? I'll work completely around your schedule. Exactly. You know, so you, you're disarming. Yeah. Again, yep. the Lord changes the heart, but the gospel's offensive enough. We don't have to be. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Or it could be, hey, I'll have my wife watch your kids because I know yeah. your wife's sick. So you, yeah, exactly. You, you put skin in the game so that you are uh, you are giving up yeah. in order to make this happen. Because and you we're helping them find solutions, yep. right? So this is all around. Hey, let's let's help each other find solutions so that we can we can do and the, this. And the faint-hearted saint will say, "Thank you. Absolutely. Let's let's do that." Absolutely. Now, sometimes that's not always the way it goes. Yeah, right. And so you know, one of the uh, the great follow-ups. So let's say. Um, Let's say this is well-received, but we don't know if it's actually well-received or not, or just by the fact that there's two witnesses there, this guy's like, I, I'm not going to fight back here. It is still helpful to both him and, again, secondarily to the church to keep the window of conversation open. Can I check back with you in a couple of weeks? Can we talk about how you're doing? Can I can I be a leaning post for you so that when you're tempted, you call me and let me help you through this. What, what I'm saying is you put together a plan. We wouldn't simply just sort of, um, you know, uh, tell someone to be warm and be filled. That's right. And then, you know, I mean, no, it's, our, our job is not merely to have the conversation. Our job is to bear one another's burdens and bearing one another's burdens means it may cost us in the coming weeks and months and maybe even years to help this person stay out of sin. Absolutely. So it's it's not that I'm going to be your Gestapo. It's let me be, let me put my, you know, my head in the yoke with you. Let me put my shoulder to the plow and, and carry this with you. Yeah. So that takes us to, through step two. And again, there's, there's not a one size fits all, but, uh, I'd like to take the next podcast and 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 then start through the difficult uh, practical of what do you do when he rejects this step two? What do you do when when she's like, y'all are crazy. You're seeing it wrong. I'm fine. Yep. And this typically comes with, uh, um, and I'm resigning my membership yep. because you guys are, they throw down the legalistic card. You're legalistic. Okay, so we'll pick this up on our next podcast and we'll look at step 